welcome to Growth on the Rocks with your host, Desiree Simone, the podcast where we talk about life, love, and living. So grab yourself your favorite cocktail and let's get started. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Growth on the Rocks. When I say I'm super excited to have these two hilarious ladies here, that is truly, truly something that I 100% mean. And I'm very excited to go ahead and chit chat about all the booziness that we've already <laughs> encountered before we even started <laughs> this episode. But ladies and gentlemen, I need you to give me a big round of applause for Julie J and Julia Barno from the comedy duo Family Jewels. Ladies, how are we doing? Good. We're good. Cheers. Cheers. Let me grab my drink real quick. Clink, clink. Cheers. <laughs> all right. So first and foremost, ladies, what are you drinking? Ah, so glad you asked. We have a gin martini, dirty, with local uh, Charlotte 704 gin. Okay, shout out to the local distillery. We love that for you guys. I'm drinking some Tullamore Irish whiskey, which is a little different from my normal Jameson go-to Irish whiskey, but yes, we're still going to keep it in the Irish whiskey family. So before we started on the podcast, we had a very in-depth, intense conversation about drinks. And I said, you know what, let's stop and chit-chat about this. So Tell me a little bit about you went to get a drink recently. You went to get a martini, I think it was. Actually, no, Prosecco. Yes, because, okay, so we were we had this business meeting that we were supposed to have around like one o'clock and we were literally like walking in. I was the first time I've been on time in a while and I'm typically Ooh. on time for some reason. I'm always late to pick up Julie. <laughs> <laughs> Julie always drives because I have lived in charlotte for 15 years and i never know where the fuck i'm going still. Yeah. <laughs> so i'm like all right it's just because when i ride with her i forget that she doesn't know where she yeah. lives and i'm like where 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 wow. are we going so i'm like all right let's just take care of it. i'll just start driving and so i'll do it yeah i'll t- i'll handle this and so um we were we got there we were about to walk in and we got a text that um the the director had she just became like suddenly ill and that happens yeah, so like, you know how that is like that i don't want to if you girl you go home <laughs> and <laughs> so we're like what are we gonna do now so we're like well we should have like a kind of an update meeting on where we're at with our comedies like what the reflection on the past show we just had and so anyway we were having ceviche we're and you want to sitting at the bar talking to the bartender mm-hmm. and i said i'll have a glass of prosecco that'll be nice he gives it to me in like a water glass. No. And it's just such a dainty little drink. No. And there's all these dainty glasses behind him. And I was like, okay, well, I guess nobody's going to know I'm having a drink at lunch yeah. because it's in a freaking water glass. Now, did he say why he served it to you in a water glass? No. And I was like trying to get them our lunch order. It was a mess. Like oh, in bar- oh, I always hit the bar because bartenders are on it. Yeah. And I was like, um, he was just like, I love it here. And we're like, cool. Can you get Clearly. us food? <laughs> I'm so glad you love it here. About that ceviche. <laughs> I was like, hey. I love food at the restaurant that I'm I know it's already made. <laughs> and not only that, like maybe I don't, I'm trying to think of like excuses because I do, speaking as a former bartender, I do very much want to be like, bad day or you didn't have the glass or you were low on the glasses I think even so with a Prosecco rather than water glass I would have given it to you in some form of a wine glass at the very least 
And then not only that, I'd have been like, hey, I'm so sorry. We we don't have the proper glasses. I hope this is okay. But a water glass? It was weird. I was like, what? Okay. All right. I don't care. But now you don't have food? <laughs> what? what? You're ruining like, the whole experience for me. Yeah. He, oh. he was all right. Oh my I goodness. His, I had his back though, because this girl sat oh, yeah, yeah, next yeah. to us like towards it. the end and we were having a good time with him, whatever. Mm-hmm. And this girl, I didn't, it was clearly like, I guess she like knew him, but I didn't know this. And this girl sits next to me and she goes like bartender. And I turned around and I was like, don't fucking talk to him that way, Ooh. bitch. And Ooh. she was like, he's my friend and we all she was laughing and I was like you can't talk to him that way this one didn't get me in a bar fight okay <laughs> well you always have to have that one friend who will be in the fight and the one friend that'll bail you out I was like, oh, fight. Fuck. here we so, go it's a good friendship that's exactly what you need so um I feeling she was dope well thank god because oh, I'm sorry I'm here mind my own business out here bitch <laughs> You're like, fuck, that's my friend. I got to take her. I got to go, you guys. I got to go. That's my, my unconfrontational friend. I'm not <laughs> confrontational. <Hey>, what? <laughs> so my peer, my, my um, peer at work, we are going to see someone at lunch. We haven't seen him in a while. He comes over here to pick me up. Of course he knows all about her because everybody at work listens to our podcast. Mm-hmm. he is in the driveway I was like well Julia's on her way over here probably gonna get to meet her and he was like "Ooh," because he's been wanting to meet her uh-huh. and so she walks by says you must be Julia and she goes who the fuck are you <laughs> <laughs> like what because <laughs> well, he, he didn't say you must be Julia he went hi Julia uh, yeah. and I was like who the fuck are you and I'm sorry Julia I'm kind of on your side because yeah podcast was standing don't just do like the hi, Desiree. And I'd be like, yeah. the fuck? Hey. Hi. Do it. Like hey, Julia, it's nice fight. to meet you, right? Like, the, I'm sorry. Julia, I'm kind of, I'm kind of on Julia's side on that one. I'm dying to pick up in Julie's driveway. I'm like, what the hell? Who are you? <laughs> so the, the fuck are you? <laughs> so the glass story kind of reminds me of something that happened to me, but at least mine was on the opposite side where it was actually a really great experience. Um, I went to visit my then boyfriend who lived in New Orleans. And yes, I dated a musician from New Orleans. It was also the last time I ever dated someone young. He was 13 years younger than me. Yeah, it was was interesting. It was really great sex. Anyway, um, so we we went out to Frenchman Street, which is famous for all the amazing um, Mm -hmm. bars and restaurants where there's a lot of music. And we went to see Kamasi Washington, who's a phenomenal. Oh, I love Kamasi Washington. So we went to see Kamasi, which is a phenomenal sax player. And so we got there around the time that the venue was transitioning from kind of like the regular evening to what was going to be like the music venue kind of scope. And so I went up to the bar, lovely girl. And I think I asked for a Glen Fittich, probably like a Glen Fittich or like a Glen Morangi or something. And again, this is Frenchman Street. It was, I think it might've actually been Mardi Gras season. So it was maybe like the second week of February, maybe first week. It was definitely busy. So I didn't even think about glasses. And so she fixes the the Glen Fittage for me and then hands it to me. And I was like, okay, thank you very much. Because again, I'm about to go to the back part where it is crowded. It, like it's a music venue, like we're about to be busy. And so she hands it to me and I take a sip and she goes, you know what? 
that's really too good of a drink to have in a plastic cup. And everybody else is back there with their plastic cups and everything like that. And she's like, give me, give me your cup back. So I give her the cup back. She gives me a proper rocks uh, glass with a proper rocks ice cube on it. And she's like, just be careful if you're going to be on the back. And I was like, girl, thank you. And I think I ended up tipping her like another, like an adult. <laughs> another $10. And I didn't even think about it. And every once in a while, because my background is in hospitality, every once in a while, I use that story as like a guest satisfaction moment where it's mm-hmm. like, you have mm-hmm. no idea the smallest thing that you can do. Because again, I was fine with it. I was going to go back there. We were going to be jumping around. We were going to be, you know, listening to really great music. But the fact that she was like, no, I know this will add to your experience. Almost any time I ever tell people about seeing Kamasi Washington, I also tell them about that experience. And I'm like, so if you're listening, good for you, sweetie. Good for you. I think Kamasi Washington and I was given a plastic cup. I'm, I'm so sorry. And I'm sure I was drinking like a beer. I'm not fancy. <laughs> I was drinking a pretty fancy scotch fire. I think it was a Glen something, but I was definitely pleasantly surprised. So well, I feel like you're going to get a bartender in New Orleans. That's going to appreciate yeah. a drink, mm-hmm. like a drink in a proper glass, you yeah. know, the opposite of what I did when I walked into a definitely like, um, like you're like, just like a a whiskey and ginger ale kind of bar. I yeah, walked in there. Yeah. I've been drinking Palomas all day. And I was like, could oh. I have a Paloma? And it, this bartender is like a hundred years old. And he looked at me and he was like, and I was like, oh my God, I'm sorry. Whiskey, yeah. please. Like, yeah. Let's I make forgot. this really easy. <laughs> Let's make this really easy, shall we? That's on me. <laughs> he was like, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> so tell me a little bit about Family Jewels. How did you two, and we talked about this before. I do love the story about how you guys met. Um, but tell us how you met and then how did you start Family Jewels? Well, we were, we were neighbors, um, uh, another lifetime ago. I don't know, like, Two like lives five, ago. 10 it years, was, like, yeah. Yeah. Cause how long did you live? I was, there, I was there for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, but we, and, and, and like once, um, I don't remember like the first time we met, but I, 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 when I, I remember like people started talking to me when I was pregnant and, and like, cause people was like, oh, when you eat, like you gave people a reason to like talk to you, I guess. I don't know. And so I think that's how we met. Cause she had just had a kid and I was very pregnant. Yeah. And, and then, so every once in a while, oh my God, this is actually so funny because I was in my daughter's room this morning, I swear to God. And and there's little like tile max pictures on her walls from just like little pictures we've blown up. And there's a such a really cute picture of my daughter and my husband. And she's like, maybe one, like she's real little and it's just such a cute photo. And she's got this little ponytail and her blonde hair sticking up and Julie's in the back. It's at Julie's house. background, Like on your barbecue, we were like over there for dinner. Oh, dinner at my house I I mean it was like the one yeah it, it was really That's random funny. it's really random but do you hear that there's pictures of me up at home no but like oh if God. you look up there I'm like kind of crazy like, oh, Julie yeah um so yeah we are so like we were kind of acquaintances and then and then um I had done comedy like I started doing comedy like 10 and a half years ago and in and out in and out kids like whatever I found out she had done comedy and I was dying to get back 
into it and didn't know how. And I back then was like, oh, like we should do a podcast. Like, let's do something together. And she was like, who the <laughs> fuck are you? Like, like, she was not. She felt kind of like you did when that guy was like, yes, yes. Hi. That's how I, I was like, who the fuck are you? Yeah, she was very much like, Where I was not. I was much more uh, subtle more and ignored her. This is what happens when you're like, fuck, I'm gonna let my guards down and have a best I'm friend. Try out boundaries yeah. with her. And you I was should. like, I was like, come, come hang out with me. Let's do something together. Cause I was just like, we, we live, like we were not directly across the street from each other, but it was like, like you could see like, our houses. Yeah. I was like, come on. Like I, I'm not from here. She's not like, you know, didn't have like this big group of friends. So whatever fast forward, we were always acquaintances. Mm -hmm. And then and then um, as we were kind of coming, crawling out of COVID a little bit, April of 2022, yeah. April, 2022. Um, but, but going into that year, we were kind of reaching out to each other, just kind of helping be each other's motivator and be like, I want to get back into comedy. Like it was like, motivate each other. Like, let's go to an open mic. Like, let's do this. Let's do that. And so because um, we were both dying for stage time. Like yeah. when you're being way too funny in a, like a corporate office meeting. Mm. And had I been studying my out. <laughs> you can only be the personality hire, but so much where you're I'm just the like, personality. I, yeah, I got to sure. get it out. I got to get this out of my system. Mm -hmm. So um, then one night we were supposed to meet up at uh, an open mic. She had like gotten a babysitter. She had she I had like people over and on new material and she called me and she was pissed and she was like I don't I'm not even getting on stage like I don't this place is packed I don't even think I'm getting on stage I got a fucking babysitter and I was like I can't go like I have all these people here and 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 literally that night we said fuck this let's do something let's just do our own thing let's just see let's just figure something else out there's a reason why the comedy scene is not flooded with mothers. Yeah. <laughs> but we literally said it. We we it's put too hard. We put a a message on in a Facebook group. We live in an area called Plaza Midwood in Charlotte, and there's these this Facebook group called the Midwood Mommies, mm -hmm. and we put a post up. We're like, if we put on a free comedy, there's a a show, there's a amphitheater at at a, at a park. And we're like, if we put on a free comedy show and made it kid friendly ish at like five thirty, right? Would you come? And and like a a lot of people were like, like three yeah. people. No, no, because I remember thinking that every time we'd post on there, we'd get a lot of responses. Now it's three people. Yeah. It was like thirty five people. We're like, holy shit! And now people are like, fuck off. But, we're like, um, we've seen this. This is yeah, an old act. Like, okay, give us some new shit. So, and within a week, we put a, we put on a show the next week, we came up with Family Jewels, we like brainstormed the next day, we came up with the with the name, we got the Instagram, like we, we were like, okay, let's do this. And, and got, just got it together, got mics, got an amp, like just pieced it together, like, the kids, and, like, and my husband, like everyone five, thought we were minutes. crazy, everyone thought we were nuts, and we just did it, and yeah. 
that was but the then it fell apart. Yeah, well. So we were doing this. We were over. We we were like, it, it's kind of funny because you think something, some kind of project like that. I always, I've always felt like I was a um, an individual project person working with groups, and I was like, I just always feel like I've never worked with somebody else. She and I don't know each other. We didn't know each other that well. We're still getting to know each other, and we see each other and talk to each other more like than multiple times. I do my both. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like. You know, there's like people that you call without hesitation. Yeah. Like when you get to that point, you're like, well, you're my person. I mean, like it or not, girl. It's you. Congrats. <laughs> I, never, I, never, I never have that, that like regret or something like that. But it's it's like once you start doing, put something in motion. I was thinking about that today. Like we have set something in motion that we are now we're on this ride together. Yeah. We're talking about, we need to create like an LLC and like, bitch, don't you break up with me? Yeah, like we got like a prenup. <laughs> yeah, we, we, didn't, we, we didn't sign anything, but we looked at each other today in the car. I looked at each other. We were like, we will not fuck each other over. <laughs> not fuck each other over. We are together forever. This yeah, shit well, is ride or die. When you get into comedy and like people aren't doing like what we're doing. Like we are a duo. It's like family jewels and like early shows, bed by nine. Yeah, like yeah we do early show like it's just we're we're just we've it's, been making it up but then when we first started doing that we were getting offered like remember like that march where we were getting gigs individual gigs and we were going yeah. to open mics and then it was exhausting but we were trying to grow this thing and then we made this pact like no we go further together and we're saying no to individual gigs from now on and we will and we but we only do family jewels. And that's what I had, we had to do for me to figure out, like, that's why I couldn't say yes a long time ago. Cause I didn't know what I was saying. Yeah. I didn't know what I want, what my voice was, what, what premises I wanted to work on. So it was like, I just, I didn't know how to articulate that instead of just ignoring. <laughs> but we, we, uh, we, we know what we want to say now. So. I never thought about what I wanted to say. I was like, well, people think I'm funny. So I'm going to go tell some jokes. So like, do it with me. Like what? Right. And I remember when we spoke on the phone that I've been told that my entire life, but my background and my formal training is singing. So that's, that's me. And I've always told people, I would rather have all of my teeth taken out in one sitting than someone be like, you need to open for an open mic for a comedy show. And I'd be like, you're out of your mind because to, to me, comedy, that's just like the last, you know, area of just unfiltered free speech, total expression, freedom, but I don't think vulnerable, but I don't think people realize that there is such a true art to comedy. And one of the other reasons why I reached out to you is we have a mutual friend, Johnny Millwater. So hopefully Johnny's, I mean, be sure to tag him. Hope he's listening. And um, I'd love for you to tell us a little bit because you guys took one of his classes, I believe, right? I took Johnny's class, yeah. I'm just a fan colleague. <laughs> so, <clears throat> so yeah, because you both originally started separately. So talk a little bit about your initial journey and kind of like what you said, you had that eye-opening moment where, you know, like you said, Julia, you were saying, we realize we're better together. So what was your your initial introduction solo? What was the earlier parts of your comedy careers like? You want to go first? Sure. Um, I've always been a writer. You know, I was uh, in, in college. I was a creative writer. I was in liter like literature, which ended up being 
communications because my parents were in my ear like, what the hell are you gonna do with an English lit degree? You know, but but now I I can defend why that would be important to stick with. But I did feel like, all right, I need to have something I can apply in the real world and support myself and all that. But anyway, so I've always been a writer. But most of my writing, almost all my writing until I found stand up was in my computer. No one's going to see this. You know, it's going to be it's going to be here and it's never going anywhere. I might send some things to friends to enjoy, but it was always humor writing. My um, biggest um, influence has been David Sedaris. I love his storytelling. Like he just the way he 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 writes for the ear. So whenever he's you know, up there doing his book tours, he, his stuff has a pulse. It, 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 you could write music to it. And I just find that to be so unbelievable. Plus it's all family stories, which is what I really like to tell. So I remember he was, he, he referred to himself as a friendly trash man, picking up little bits and making it into something, but it's all stuff about his family. <laughs> And I'm kind of getting to that point with my family because I'm starting to use them more, which I wouldn't say, I wouldn't touch that stuff before because it was like touching an electric fence. But now I'm doing it. Yeah, this is moth. But all that to say is I uh, was struggling to conceive. And, you know, when people say, oh, just get your mind off it. Just stop thinking about it. It'll happen. Like you cannot say a more unhelpful thing to a woman who wants to get pregnant. Literally, there are pregnant people everywhere. There are, we humans are here as a result of a pregnancy. Like you cannot get past it. It is everywhere. It is all consuming. And so I was looking for something to do. I have no, I literally have no idea how I found the Comedy Zone stand-up class, but they offered it there then. They don't offer it anymore. I think I was one of the very last classes and that was seven years ago. Um, but I wrote, you write for six weeks, you, you practice, and at the seventh week, they have a graduation showcase and 250 people pack into the comedy zone. Wow. 250 people. I, it was the only thing I have ever said, I don't think I can do this. Because you're right, it's you. You're on stage, there's nobody helping you, there's no backup band, there's, no, not, there's nothing. And if they don't like it, they don't like you, because you fucked up. That's, that's yeah. so I went out there and Tyrone Burson brought me on stage who just performed with us last Friday. He was in my comedy class and he was in your comedy class and it's a very tight knit, small community. And it was the greatest seven minutes of my life. And I was pregnant three days later. Oh my God. So that's, yeah, because you, you kind of listened to everybody and just let go and then dove into it head first and next yeah. thing you know now you got a baby yeah and yeah it worked the it rest, worked the rest is history and julia what about you so i never really wrote um and but growing up i was obsessed with like gilda radner and like all like old school snl and the summer camp that i went to had a lot of like snl like alum types like chevy chase and I think Dilda Radner even went there and like maybe even Lauren Michaels. I don't know. It was just like, uh, but like I wanted to be on SNL and I never did anything with that ambition, but you know, um, that's a whole other podcast of <laughs> self love. Um, we could talk about it here. It is a, yeah, it is a personal but, podcast. Um, so. I met my, my husband, um, my senior year of college and 
and just kind of was like, I want to get married. I want to have kids. And not like we did that, right? Like I, I didn't have kids till like eight years later, but, um, but like, I, I never really then thought about what I wanted to do for myself. Like I just wanted this family, this picturesque family, like that was my focus. And then he, uh, my husband got um, a fellowship. He had to move to Princeton for just a year after grad school. And, but we had just bought this condo in Plaza Midwood where we were living in. And I had just been promoted at work. And I was like, well, it's a year. Like, what? and so the week that he left, I was like, I got to figure something out for myself. And, and it was, I was like, I never know what, but I was like, people just say I'm funny, but like, what do I do with that? Like, what do I do? And I remember wishing I wasn't fun. Cause I was just like, I just oh. wish I liked going to work. I would see people at work being like, oh my God, look at this Excel spreadsheet that I did. And I got this pivot table and I'd be like, who gives a fuck? Like, Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh God. Cool, it's, a bro. Pivot, it's a pivot table. I'll off to it later. I was just like, geez. So I took, and I, I don't remember how I found it. And I found the comedy zone class, but, no but Johnny Millwater was teaching it. And um, I fell in love with it. And that and I am working towards something and I had never really written before and, and that show and I had that show too. 250 people packed the house and and I it was the first time I never doubted myself. And we've talked about this before that it, I got on stage and I was like, I've got this. And when I did my set, I got off and Joel Pace was was there mm -hmm. at the time booking. Yeah, Joel. And he gave me a hug when I came off stage and he whispered in my ear, you're a comedian. Oh my God. I felt like that moment in Coco. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh God. Now, when you heard that, like, <laughs> I, it, I mean, like it took a long time to come back to it. Cause then I, you know, like I got married and had kids and I remember like really wanting to get into it. And there was some tension because my husband was like, I thought you wanted this, like picturesque life like the house with the white picket fence you know like that ideal and he was just like you're gonna move to like los angeles or new york like you want to be a comedian now like what and, I, and so i was like okay never mind um but then found my way back to it and i i feel like it's the right time like i'm glad everything happened the way that it happened i don't know i feel like we we've said no to to opportunities that we knew we weren't ready for that if you're young you would have just done and like fucked up like we were we we've taken it we're not in like this rush like when you're older you have perspective and we have kids and you know what your priorities are and we're doing it for the right reasons now i would never have thought that i guess it's again testament to teaming up and having aligned like a vision because I was the same way. I was jumping on every single show I possibly could. I was burning myself out. I was stressing myself out. It was, and I, I still do, but it's for a different cause. Like I didn't feel like I was getting the creative payoff before of going to all these shows and I was getting to know people, which was great. But when you have to pivot from the norm, you can't care about that stuff. Like we had to figure out what kind of work, what, what work do we have to do to get to our, our combined goal? And it just looked different than what was out there and available. And yeah. so I wouldn't one of, understood that. Doubt it. And so one of the things that you both has kind of touched on, which 
is a big part of my teaching as a personal development coach is figuring out whatever that thing is that you just get internally so excited about, you know, kind of like for you, Julia, where you're like, I, I don't really know, but people tell me I'm funny. So like, let me try this. I think you need to give yourself the biggest pat on the back for the fact that you're like, I don't know what it is, but I see this class and fuck it. I'm going to, I'm going to try it. And then if it didn't work, you'd have been like, but you know what? Next week they're doing underwater basket weaving. So maybe that was actually what my calling was, but yeah. I would love for you to both talk, especially for the moms who are out there listening, this idea of there's something I've always wanted to try, but I don't really know where to start. But sitting here looking at you both talking about your initial journeys and how you got started, the fact that you visibly light up, I'm always like, this is what I'm talking about. And I feel like, granted, I've always told people I'm a big fan of moms, even though I'm not one, but I feel like it's the thing that makes me want to hug a mom so much when they're like, oh, well, you know, I've always wanted to be a painter, but you know, I had my baby and I'm like, well, well, what's, what's stopping you from going to one single paint class? That's it. So if you could talk a little bit more about, you know, what you would possibly tell a mom, maybe it's not comedy, maybe it's painting, maybe it's singing, maybe it's running a 5k who might come to you and be like, you know what? I loved your comedy. That's something I would never do because I'm so scared. Well, that's, happened to us like after shows that with moms especially the park shows when we first started doing being like would you do a work like would you do a workshop like I've always thought about it or or like I've just always wanted to say that I've done it once and I talked to I was just talking to my sister yesterday morning about like you need to find something for you it I think like there's been this clash of oh well, you got to find your passion you got to turn it into a side hustle and da, 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 da. I'm like okay well if you end up liking to sew it doesn't mean you have to become like Dolce and Gabbana like then maybe you know like it's just something find something that makes you happy and like I said like it used to frustrate it, it used to frustrate me that it was comedy like my husband has guitar and I used to be jealous of him I'm like he can just do it alone in 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 our garage and he doesn't need an audience and I'm like am I gonna just sling jokes to like my cats being like you know (laughs) you need a you need you need applause like you need a crowd it's it's it was really frustrating to be like well I don't know and I kept trying to find something but when you do like when we do when we workshop shows we're sitting in here especially this last show, we were workshopping and hours were just flow. You're in the, that flow state. And it's just like, I would do this every, if I won the lottery, I would do this, you know, and I know you, you, that's what it is. And it's hard to find and it's hard to be given the grace to find it. And it's like, it's having a supportive partner that like wants you to do that. Like there's that's a lot too. It's like, I think that the support network. So I, you know, always said if you have kids and you have in-laws around and you don't even like them get over it get get your support network situated like even if because i'll tell you what i know there's a lot of issues with people and their mother-in-law's here unless the i don't think unless they are like a bad person which i acknowledge exists there are bad people out there I had to believe I had to uh, recognize that because for the longest time I thought everybody just walks around farting sunshine and rainbows mm-hmm. and that's not true 
Exactly. There are people out there that don't wish you well. I had to learn that. But um, if you have good people in your corner who are willing to help, walk away. Let them help. Walk away. Whether it's just for you to take a walk by yourself and be with your thoughts, leave your phone at home. Yeah. Leave your phone at home, put it on silent the last 24 hours to do and that. be with your thoughts because the best, the best ideas, whether in my professional career, in my friends, with, with my, with my comedy, with our comedy, like I have to turn off the world and take a break and your best ideas come to you when you're not thinking about them, when you have peace and silence and quiet, and you're never going to get that if your kids are around. So walk away from them. Like you, I mean, there were times where my husband at the time, we weren't, you know, getting along, which meant a lot of the domestic duties, all of them were falling on me and I could not hear my own thoughts. And I remember I, my girlfriend who lived uptown, she had, I had keys to her place because she was out of town. I remember I had nothing. I had nothing. I just jumped on my bike with the keys. I was like, peace out, figure it out, figure it out. You're not going to let anything happen to those kids. Cause you love them. Grandparents love them. They're not going to let you have, they have to be out there in the world. They have, it, it's going to be okay. You got to take care of yourself. And they want to see you do something that lights you up. Like, yeah. But you're never going to find it. If you're chaining yourself to your home. I was, I heard my husband the night before our last show, I went, we, we did it at a brewery and I stopped by the night before to drop off the amp and test the mic. And, and I heard my husband putting the kids to bed upstairs and I heard them being like, where's mommy? Cause I'm usually part of that time. And, and I was heading out the door and, and I heard my husband be like, mommy's going to prepare for a comedy show. He was like, isn't that great? We say go mommy. And, and so like, <laughs> we love <jokes. laughs> it's like, and my daughter's like, I have a joke for it. You know, like, like she's like, when do I, can I come to that comedy show? And I'm like, you can come to the park shows. You can't come to the brewery shows, but. Oh my God. My best friend's kid, my best friend's here. One of her, one of my million best friends. <laughs> she, she said, okay, we're going to go. Cause her daughter did not know that I did comedy. She just knows me as like Zora Nikki's mom. And she said, we're going to go to Julie's comedy show. And she was like, what? Like she's six. Like what, what is she doing? And her mom said, well, she's going to talk about adult stuff. So you're going to wear your headphones and listen to pop church. She's like adult stuff. So Julie's going to talk about wine. (laughs) (laughs) She's going to talk about wine for an hour. (laughs) Julie is going to talk about wine. That's my answer now. I just got, I need to go talk about wine for a while. (laughs) Kids really do say the darndest things so cute and and uh, a friend of mine her picked up her kid from school she was listening to our podcast and she was turning she's like I don't listen to it all the time when 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 she's mine because you guys just swear a little bit and but she heard part of it and and her daughter goes is that Julia and and (laughs) and my friend Leslie she was like yeah that's 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 Julia and she goes is she famous (laughs) And, and Leslie was like kind of and and she and so like at Thanksgiving they were over at Thanksgiving and our husband like I was joking around I was like I'm the most famous person that all of you know right now like it's know that wrong. yeah true. it's not it's not wrong it's not it's wrong. true <laughs> you don't know yeah. yeah it is the truth and honestly like that's something you just have to start saying to yourself until it becomes a reality 
I, I do it all the time. And it's funny. I used to have this running joke. A friend of mine started it years ago. And every once in a while, when I see my Facebook on this day, I can see the different comments over the years where I talked about Desiree's entourage. And I'd always be like, okay, 2010, reevaluated my entourage this year. I'm needing an accountant. I'm needing a best friend whose job it is to always make sure I have whiskey. I'm needing the person who's going to always get me into the club. So like, let's get this entourage together. And over the years, I've seen these different posts. And as much as I look at it, and I think it's funny, there's a part of me that's always been like, no, like that's going to happen one day. And I really will have those close friends who I've known for years, who from when I started the blog to going to the podcast, to going to the, the day one bitches, now, the day one bitches who my best friend, also known as my sister, has been that person since like college who just you meet those day one people and they just kind of your hype girl. They're they're a hype girl. And so when I sit there, I had a I had a TikTok video last year that went viral. And I got a bunch of new followers, a bunch of co- like comments and likes. When I tell you every single day, this girl was like, oh, you know, you got like 30 more followers. Oh my God, you're about to hit 3,000 followers. Oh my God, you're about to hit 5,000 followers. Between her and my mom, you could not find two more excited people. And Aww. I think that's what you need. Like you need that kind of community, especially for women, especially I think for moms. And I think especially for women who are in comedy. So one of the things that I know we talked about before when we chatted, and I'd love for you to talk more about now, is what do you want to do with this platform? What do you want to do with Family Jewels so that there are young girls like Zora and all of her friends who are like, oh my gosh, Miss Julia's famous and that could be me too. Like, where do you want to take Family Jewels? I love that you mentioned that. This morning we... We had we had to talk about some goals. I I think like and (laughs) our initial like okay, what do you think our main goal is? We're different. Yeah. Like, and I don't no, no, you want to so almost simultaneously I said, like, what did I say? You said we grow our audience. I said, what's our goal? And you said grow our audience. And I said, money. Money. (laughs) I was like, like, no, I don't care about she was like, I don't care about the money. And I was like, but, but, but we're building a brand and we are, we're, we're, we're going to start charging for shows we're, we have these goals. There's a place in Charlotte called the long room that, you know, has, we, we, have and we just have our eye on it. They just opened, shout out to the, and we're like, okay, by the end of the year, we want to do a holiday show at the long room and have 150 people there. And, and that, that we've sold them tickets and like it's a sold out show like that's and I was like in order to do that yes we have to grow our audience we're not ain't shit without our audience but like but like to me like honing in on who we're representing too like it is really critical that we show up with our best for our audiences because I have to say like when I come in on two wheels into a show it's not going to be my best so I have to know yeah we've learned more strategic and 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 we've learned that yeah so we've had more and if people you know we we have a podcast family jewels podcast like we talk about how we've got like what you've been through this past year and like it it, now we've actually had some time Mm -hmm. to sit and workshop and 
really work on our shows and really think about what we want to do. And like even planning for the last show, we were like, okay, this is about energy. Like we come in and the energy's got to be hub and we're going to start with a little drinking game and people know like, oh, we're here to have a good time and like laugh. And because it's a trust there. They trust that we're going to have a good yeah. time. And, we, and you learn that, you know, and people that some of those day one bitches like that have been since the they very first show when I hadn't done a set in like five years and and my husband thought I was crazy because he's a perfectionist because I was like, I remember that day I was like practicing my set and I was like, if you hadn't, play guitar in five years and all of a sudden you were gonna put on a show in front of all these strangers he was like I would never fucking do that I would never fucking do that (laughs) and and so on and he was like I think you're he was like but and then now he was just like he's just been like blown away he's just like what you've accomplished is is insane you know he's just like when you put your mind to something you just do it and so like some of those day one bitches are are the people who are building our website, helping us with financials. Like those are the people that you go back to because at some point, I mean, we're freaking adults at this point. Like if our friend groups don't have skills, what the fuck? (laughs) Like like mine, your friend group. I texted my best friend's husband the other, and I'm like, do we do do an LLC? Like, should we get a business card? And he's like, real estate. Like like, we're going to need financiers we're taking donors financier. I think that's I think that's exactly what you need. You you need to I know I did that with with my coaching business and I went to this person here for an idea about the logo and this person here for an idea for yeah. expanding the website. You you want to look within your your community. And the I don't want reason, anonymous people giving me advice on where I should go next or do yeah, And then we can do that that stuff like we've we've um done fundraisers for like um, really important nonprofits that we're going to do more stuff with next year. And we wanted to, like, we want to build this community. Like this woman created these oh, earrings yeah. and she was like, well, what if we brought her to the a bullets. show and let her sell her. Oh my God, they are. So I, West Virginia, I was like, I don't know how to tell you this, but your, your earrings remind me of West Virginia. And I mean, it as a compliment. <laughs> oh my God, they're bullets. That's so cool. Yeah, I bought four pairs. Um, she was, I just found her stuff to be amazing. So we're going to do some art, art collaborations at our nice. shows and, you know, they don't compete, they compliment. But like that we, part. we brought two male comedians to our last show that brought different, it was like two white girls, two black guys. Mm-hmm. It was two, like four That's different great. voices that like brought diverse, like it really, like we're just kind of getting started. Like we built the foundation and like, yeah, we want to build community and, and connect with other creatives and see like, we've also been on the receiving end at this point of people that said they were going to help us out that but didn't really mean it and we're like that's fine that's fine it's fine but but we're like it's made us realize who we want to be like we're like if we say we're going to do something we're going to do it and we can do what we want because we're making it up as we go but now we're at the point where we're setting goals and and being like okay well what do we have to do to get there and we we want people to be when that meeting got canceled at the last minute, we're at Queens University. It's a pretty big campus here in Charlotte. And we're walking back to the car and we hear Family Jewels Comedy. And it was a fan. <laughs> I would die. 
Stop <laughs> it. How cool is that? <laughs> I was there cool. next to him. Yeah. I, I was about to say, and then Julie was like, who the fuck was that? Yeah. Uh, well, I'm thinking, I'm like, who the fuck's that? And, 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 and we're like, oh my God. Hi. <laughs> That's the best feeling. So you mentioned, now what was the name of the location that just opened? Because we want to go ahead start oh, the talking about room. the long room so we want to start talking about the long room because we want to go ahead and put it in the atmosphere put it in the comedy ether so that when by the time december of 2024 this is done so what type of venue is it it's it's a new event it's space, they, event they, space. They, they just opened really but i um i ran into another creative who does improv at giddy go to coffee shop in plaza midwood and i was doing some work there and i ran into him his name's brian and and they had just done a, a holiday show at the long room and he was like oh my God. and i saw pictures of it and i was like it looked incredible like it, it and 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 he was like i'll introduce you to the owner and you can tour it and and i was like and i saw john mulaney at at a theater saturday night and i'm looking around me like why not us like that's kind of been when we don't know what to do. We say, why not us? Yeah, why not us? Why not us? We'll see all the time. Why not us? Why not us? I think, well, first of all, if you don't already have merch of some form, why not us? Oh! <laughs> I'm just saying. Why not us? needs to be a, a mug. It needs to be a sticker. It needs to be a koozie. Why not us? Um, you heard it here first. You're you're talking you're talking to a personal development with a brand background. So it's a I'm a personal development brand coach. So like my brain has two hats. How am I going to work on your mindset? And how am I going to help you monetize your mindset? Like that's how my brain works. Mm -hmm. So I need a why not us shirt. I need a why not us mug. I need a why not us water glass. I need why not us stickers. I need something cute. I need something catchy. And also with the long room, you mentioned wanting to do workshops because you've got these moms interested. So I'm thinking a once a month workshop that you host there that you partner up with the local distillery to maybe do some. I might be introduced to um, like a skill pop mm. class. We met this morning with somebody who's involved and we might go. I think whenever you can... I mean, there's no secret yeah it's it's a it's a format you can follow this format and we learned it from other coaches like there's these fundamentals that it's but the thing is it's more fun to do it with a group mm -hmm. you can get out there and you can write jokes alone you can go up there and you get on stage but there is something about learning it together and giving each other the holy crap the the art of yeah. feedback like how hard is it for people to receive and give feedback. And in comedy, you learn quickly. If you are going to write with people, you have to get that it's not personal. We are all taking your joke as our own and we're working on it. And that's, until that happened, I didn't develop a thick skin. Mm. And it's good. Yeah. It's not thick no. skin by like trial by fire or anything like that. It's a thick skin because you realize it's not personal. I, and, and, and that you goes, want to make each other good. Like, yeah. And especially since we've become partners yeah we want to make each other the best we can be so like our shows start off with us doing kind of like our podcast format and the two of us and then we each do a set and then we come back together mm -hmm. that's been the show format when we relaunched it about a year ago mm -hmm. and and like 
I like before this show, I hadn't written in a while. I was mentally going through, I was, I was having a, I was going through a rough time and, and I came and we're like, okay, we got to workshop the show. We got to workshop the show. And I showed up and I was, I just rambled, I rambled and she was like, I don't think you need any, it was a whole page. And I was just like, okay, I love you, but yeah. yeah. And and she, she was like, you don't need any of that. And then I crossed it out. And it was like, when you love something, I'm defensive. I am, I'm hard. I, I do, I don't receive criticism. Well. And I told my husband, I was like, I know I love comedy because Julie and I have been workshopping, workshopping and been like, and we wait till the end and we give each other notes. I don't think you need this. I think you could use this. Da, 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 da. And I was like, it's the only time in my life I, I'm not defensive. And he was like, damn, like, how do I, I was like, maybe, I, you should be funnier. maybe you should be funnier when you talk to me. Yeah. You're not a funny person and therefore I cannot help you, sir. Yeah. I was like, I was like, it's your tone. It's a tad aggressive. Yeah. Why don't, why don't you just kind of try a couple of jokes with me and I'll, yeah. I'll give you my, I'll give you my opinion. Yeah. Right away with you. Come down and say, Julia, make the coffee. And I'm like, what did I do? <sighs> it's like, no. well, we just need coffee. We got to get going. Well, also we are married. You're being aggressive. <laughs> I don't like There's your. So I don't like your words. If not so much your words, it's your tone. That's what I said. Your face, like it's not what you say; it's how you say. Yeah, it's how you say. I feel like I have that but, conversation with my fiance a lot. I'm like, it's not what you said; it, it's how you said that, it. Yeah, like that. There's, there's a very big difference. Not to mention, you're engaged to a black woman, so I'm gonna show you the difference between saying what. And what? I'm going to tell you right now, you. it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to come across really differently. So respectfully, sir, fuck off. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like, I'm not trying to be a dick, but you're doing a, and I need you to. I need you to, I need you to do this. I need you to, I need you to shut it up. I need you to shut it up. Now, something I wanted to touch on a little bit was, and again, I'm just going to totally throw my fiance under the bus about this because he and I love watching the comedy podcast. We love watching comedy shows. And one of the things that he says often, which unfortunately I've heard people say, is this whole mm-hmm. idea that women aren't funny. Mm-hmm. Come to our that, show. That women, they're, first of all, you're not going to sell arenas like other people are, or other people, other, you know, you're not going to sell arenas like men. You're not going to have famous records like men, that women aren't inherently funny. When you hear that, other than wanting to punch a man in the face, you said it, how do you respond to that? I don't even want to, if someone says that to me, I'm just like, okay, well then you haven't met a, okay, you haven't met a funny comedian come to my show. Like that, I I don't, I, I, I'm not here to like speak on behalf of all women, but I think that men, comedians, historically go to a place that women won't hadn't had not historically gone to mm-hmm. and like a uncomfortable play like like Tom Segura is is a comedian that I have pissed myself laughing. I'm pretty sure I went into labor because of one of his stand-up specials. So funny. Like I it like my water broke immediately there was no I was I was laughing for an hour straight and then I was like oh shit I'm having a baby like I and but like um but it's because they there's they're so 
there's no filter. They don't care. I think they have this, I don't care. And I see women, Sarah Silverman, Amy Schumer, like, don't tell me they're not hilarious. Like, there's so many more that I'm just not thinking of. Off I the think top of my women head, but having agency can feel like a threat to men. And they like to say, you're not funny to remind you of your place. Like, I don't like when someone says you're not funny, they're usually the dude that was heckling me. But like, so like shut times, the fuck yeah. up. Like, you don't get to come up here and tell me I'm not funny. You don't get to say anything like that. And if you do say it to me, I'll say, thanks for your support. And I'll never, I don't need to talk to you. We don't need to have a conversation because you have so many other things have happened to you that you believe in to say something like that to me. It's just at the end of the day, I don't feel like you raised right. So like, right. Like, that's just a disrespectful thing to say. And if you don't know that, then fuck off. Like, yeah. I don't need it. I don't need your comments. I, I don't need your permission to be funny. And I don't need to believe that you think I'm funny to be funny. Mm-hmm. Like, like I just, I'm not in the business of turn, changing your mind. Next. But we've had, we've had so many men yes. come up to us. And actually think of intention in a way. But it's a, it's, and they were like, I did not think you were going to be funny, but you were really funny. And we're like, thank you. Would you say that to a man? No. And that's the thing is you would never say that to a guy. You would say something like, oh man, I really enjoyed it. That was really funny. You would never, ever say that to a guy, which is crazy to think. But you were fucking awesome. Like, right. You, you just wouldn't do it. It's, it's so weird that double standard and I also just want to throw Ali Wong out there mainly because I love that Ali both of her Wong. specials. I fall when I Ali, Ali Wong. pregnant. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, that's so, that's so kick-ass. Like loved her stuff. And to be honest with you, watching both uh, of no, her I specials. Ali Wong because I had had a baby afterwards. And right? I was like, oh, incredible. I'm peeing myself. But, and one of the things I, and one of the reasons why I bring her up is because one of the points that she made, I want to say it was in Baby Cobra, was that as a woman, here she is. And she was like, I have to be here at nine months doing comedy in order to help provide for my family. And still, I'm not going to get the respect that I need. And do you see me very pregnant right now, making you bitches laugh? Like it was just, it was brilliant. It was spot on. It was a great way to look at the pulse of the world and comedy. And the shit was funny as hell. Ellie Wong is, she's a fucking hilarious. In uh, Don Juan, not Don Juan. It's the second one. It's a. It's something. Don Wong, I think it was. Don Wong. Thank Don you. Thank Wong. you. Yeah. Um, when she brings up the point, like, do you know how successful I would be if I had a yeah. wife? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Like. Oh. Mic drop. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh right. Yeah. She made the point of a century right there. Yeah. We have been in a support role and have not been supported. Yeah. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, I think that's why so many like marriages fail right now coming out of COVID, like we're sick of it. You cannot, we, we cannot sustain Don't this. Don't and, keep us small. And, and with the support role, like you can't sustain this. It has to be a group effort it has to be, you have to help each other and not see it as you're helping me. You're not helping me. You're helping us. There was a follow-up interview that she did after her most recent special where some comic where she was just performing a set somewhere, no, no accolades. It was just, she's working out some material. And she was pregnant. She was pregnant with her second. And the comic came up to her, male comic, and said, so what, this is like, this is like your thing now? Yeah, like, yeah. Not yeah. my thing. I'm I'm having children. 
I'm having a family. Is this at my shtick? Like, don't, don't diminish me to that level. And of like, course, in his mind, he thought that was the funniest shit ever. Like he, hilarious. Yeah. He thought, he's yeah. like, yeah, I'm making a joke about it. Like, I know. Yeah. That's not it's thing, like, oh, it's, it's like funny, but I'm Larry the Cable Guy. I just ripped my sleeves off. Now this is my thing, you know? <laughs> Especially after having kids. And I don't think you need to have kids to go through this. But for me personally, when I had my first and I watched myself give birth and I watched myself keep her alive with my boobs and I watched myself go back to work and go back and forth and breastfeeding her. And that was the first time in my life. And I, I remember talking to people when I came back from maternity leave. I remember talking to this one guy, my friend, Josh, and, 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 and I, he's a great guy, but I remember being like, women are fucking amazing like why are there not pussy statues all over like on every street corner like what we should be praying five times a day to pussies like 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 we are in pain <laughs> like i brought this i i grew her in my body and i i pushed her out through my legs and i'm keeping her alive with my boobs and i'm here talking to you and and he was like yeah julie women have been doing that since the dawn of time and i was like and it's it fucked but you we're also not getting acknowledgement that. for doing it. It's just like, we're, yeah. And we're, that we're even capable. Yeah. That we're even capable. You don't have to have kids to do it. I'm not somebody that's like, oh my God, everyone should have kids. Like, if you don't want to do it, don't do it. Absolutely But not. like, like know thyself, like, but you, but like we, that we have the power. So we must be capable of anything. That's how I feel. Oh, I feel threatened. <laughs> I feel triggered. Yeah. <laughs> I meant to fire. That's so funny. Yeah. But I, mean, I just think we under, so we're, we're underestimated. So we underestimate ourselves. And like for for us, like when we say why not us? And we like, we're like, we're doing this and we text each other all the time. We're like, I'm so excited. I'm so excited. And like it's it's nice to have something that that you're excited about. If it's if it's painting, if it's sewing, if it's a book club, if it's if it's anything at all, just like something that you can escape to, like do it. And, and genuinely enjoy and not yeah. feel like you're forced to do it. Like, I think the finding your passion thing is yet like, oh, great. Now I got to find my yeah. passion so too. So <laughs> if you want to, if laying on the couch and doing nothing is your passion, I hope you do get to do that, that too. Do that. I like I seriously do. When I'm I mean, my husband's like, "Are we ever gonna watch TV together?" I'm like, "Well, I gotta put this show together." He's like, "No," and it's great. And I'm so proud of you. Like, we just we haven't like snuggled and like watched a show. But I'm busy. I'm busy. <laughs> yeah, like I'm busy. I'm busy finding myself right now. <laughs> my calendar is up to date. <laughs> I can pencil yeah. you in around nine eighteen tonight, like if yeah. you want. <laughs> oh, I yeah, no, I'll say I'm like if you if if you come up right at nine o'clock, I'll I'll do it. But if don't you miss that 10. window, don't wait till, don't 10. Wait till ten. Yeah. I was gonna say that is your that is your only window. <laughs> well, ladies, I I am so excited to have you on, and I Thank am you. so happy to see women being able to just not only find their passion, but just really embrace their own inner badass and. The fact that you're going to be going out and doing the same thing, not just for moms, but just women in general. And yeah, I agree with you, Julia. I think we need to start working with some sort of commission to have more pussy statues. The fact that there are zero pussy statues bothers me greatly. 
Um, like we're taking down all the Confederate. like better statues, which is great, but we need but to put up replacing them. So, with, <laughs> yeah. so we're getting rid of Robert E. Lee and yeah. then put yeah. up a statue of Ali Wong's vagina. Like I giving birth as the baby is breaching. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> powerful. I went there. <laughs> that is that is some powerful stuff. So yeah. before we close out, how can everybody find you? Because I know you've got an Instagram. And I know you've got a podcast. <laughs> Direct people on where they can find the two of you. Thank you. So, <laughs> it's a serious so, podcast lady. Get together. We, uh, no, we we've had so much fun. We love you. Like <laughs> please, uh, let's right. let's keep in contact. Of like course, it's been of fabulous. Course. We've enjoyed every second of it. So we're family jewels, J-E-W-E-L-S comedy. And that's our Instagram. That's where we're doing everything. I don't fuck with TikTok. It scares me. Spotify, Apple podcast. And then in the spot and our podcast is on, um, we're with the Queen City Podcast Network, but anywhere in the world, you can get it on Spotify or Apple and it's family jewels. And you'll see like a picture of our faces. We just noticed like another, there's like a family jewels murder, podcast, murder podcast. But then I noticed this week, like another like comedy podcast dropped about family jewels. They're brand new. Like don't they I was like, it, it's fuck us. That. It's a picture of us. Um, yeah. Yeah. No. no, no, fuck fuck them. I, I hope and that? I hope I hope it's also two men and it's just like no, we're it's gonna... so it's like oh, 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 you know? oh that makes me feel yeah, bad. Queen. Uh, <laughs> we we kind of we we want there's there's room at the table there's yeah, room at the table so and it's like our name we've been doing this for like almost two years like where did you come from you know it's funny when I I had my original podcast name and then I recently rebranded that's actually one of the first things I did was to make sure that's there what wasn't we did. We made sure anything. there was nothing out there yeah so sorry other it's called F- Google FJs out there but like you kind of messed up <laughs> you're gonna have to need to change that a couple of days later. <laughs> Maybe we should send them a season to say it out. Once you start your LLC, you should. Just clean it out. (laughs) Tomorrow? What time? You're busy? I won't be able to sleep tonight. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I can't sleep until I know it's done. (laughs) I was telling you, I had a dream last night that someone pissed me off in a parking lot and I grabbed their groceries. I found a jar of pickles and I dumped it on them and was yelling at them while eating the pickles. Oh, I eat your pickles. Fuck you, Larry. Yeah, I was like, what? <laughs> oh, he's a closet? <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was like, what do you think that means? He's like, I think you're hungry. Are you pregnant? <laughs> Fuck no. No. <laughs> that was a very quick no. <laughs> Our laughter just ended yeah. immediately. Oh, <laughs> We're like, like, sorry. Oh. I, yeah. <laughs> Eventually, we'll get to the point where like the full podcast will be on YouTube. So I really wish you guys could have seen their faces when they both looked at me like, well, because people have asked me that, and they're like, are you pregnant? I'm like, fuck, no. That's, oh, yeah. no. <gasps> Love my children, but no. No. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. Well, we're going to end it this way. It's the same question I like to ask all of my guests, which is, if you could have a drink with anyone, alive or dead, who would it be? What are you drinking? And what are you going to talk about? And you can have this drink yes. together as family jewels, or oh, you want to come with me? Yes. All right. Or, All right. We need each other at both. Okay. Okay. Like, because we were, we were, we were talking about this before we met, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm never good at these things." And she had, she had a good one. 
Okay. So I would love, and I'm sure this is one a lot of people can identify with. I would love to have a drink with Anthony Bourdain. He was, I read every single book he, he like wrote. Travels, where did he love Thailand? Didn't he love? He loved all like. Like I want to go to, yeah. yeah. He, but I loved him because one, one of the most recent things he did before his death was he kind of was doing his own kind of vibe. It wasn't like the, the those typical travel shows, but he went to West Virginia, which is where I'm from. I, I love that episode. That episode made me ball with just love for him because that was a it's one. the only time West Virginia I mean I do a couple of West Virginia jokes but I'm in West Virginia so it's like, right but but he showed so much love to the culture and the people there and it wasn't a butt of a joke it was mm-hmm. I deeply appreciate how everyone here has this real self um, assuredness they provide for their families and yes different diff- different ways but that should be valued. And the way he did it with such reverie, it was just, um, it was just to me a really, be- he's a, I thought he's a very beautiful person and I loved his style of writing. It was funny without meaning to be funny. It was like that hard fought humor and I, we would have a ball with him. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and, Ooh, that's good. I could think of anybody. Oh, oh, whiskey. Like, yeah. Nice. Or I'll bring some of that peach moonshine that's on yeah, top of my fridge. <laughs> I was going to say from West Virginia, some shine would be very appropriate. Yeah, bathtub moonshine. Some, some genuine bathtub. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Stereotypes. <laughs> I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> you gotta love them. <laughs> we have very different backgrounds. That's part of our spiel. Um, my mom always likes to yeah. harp on that. Yeah. Um, but mine, like I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm not good at, at, at these types of things. But I was like, honestly, what would be like best for our brand would be to have a martini with Chris Jenner because she would be like, okay, like you gotta do this, 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 and that, and 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 I'll pay the girls to to reshare you, and we'd be off. There you yeah. go. All, all you need Strategy. is one reshare. <laughs> From one Kardashian, right? That's it. It's like Chloe or Kim, like like whatever, uh, any of them. That's all you need. They'd you be like, oh my them. god, these girls are so funny. Just one. It's just one reshare. That's it. Just, just one. Chris Jenner. Ten of them. If you're listening, if Chris Jenner, if you're listening, yeah. I'm not. I don't need a private jet. I I I just like. I just won't like, ask for much. I just want to do what I love. Yeah. I think at the end of the day, that's what we all want to do. We want to drink martinis in a private jet and do what we love. I mean, I, I mean, like on a yeah, yeah. I mean, global. I mean, it it does bother like yeah, the, the private jet thing is. But I've never been on oh. one, so I can't say. I can't say. But they're not good for the environment. They're not I necessarily want to own one, but do I want to yes. ride in one one day to say I've done it? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure. Just plant a bunch of trees. Yeah, we'll plant a lot of trees. There you go. There you yeah. go. You can pay someone to offset your carbon yeah. footprint. So yeah. we'll, do we'll, we'll do that. It, bal- it balances it out. It totally yeah. does. Yeah. Where there's a will, there's a way. So like we got the long room. We we're gonna bring Anthony Bourdain back from the dead. We're gonna need why not us stickers? Why not us stickers? Yep. Any anything else? And Christian or when she gets this and we slide into her DM. Yeah. There you go. 
she's going to definitely want. Because as you all know, I'm all about sliding mm -hmm. into people's DMs. And when you do, yep. you never yesterday, know. I slid, into, I slid into a lot of people's DMs yesterday. You never know until you do you it. You never know. So you got to guess the Again, why not us? Why not us? <laughs> I'm just, I'm just saying. And you know what? If the other family jewel ladies are going to be like, uh, then maybe the podcast can be called "Why Not Us." Just, mm. just an mm. idea. Just good mm. idea. Mm. We're not going to look. We're not going to cave just yet. You know, obviously the comedy duo will always be family jewels, but yeah, maybe why not us mm -hmm. with family jewels? I'm just spitballing ideas here. My brain. This is what my brain does. Mm -hmm. Damn, we okay. Damn, you really conversation. You dropped a grenade and was like, "Okay, bye." Yeah. I know. Again, this is what I do. This is why this is I want to do. Yeah, everybody, sign up, sign your passion. You're gonna. I can see. I can see how this is working for mm -hmm. you. No, you've been a, a like a total gem. We love you. We thank you so much for reaching out. It's been mm -hmm. such a fun time talking to you and getting to know you, and we really appreciate it. Well, thank you, ladies. We'll, we will definitely absolutely keep in touch. I 100% want to have you back on the podcast. I think it'll be fun to kind of talk Let about some other podcast. things. Uh, a better? Are you kidding? Yeah. Me? Yeah. Are yeah. Please let me come on for like Black History Month. Absolutely. 100%. So Yeah. I don't know if you qualify for that, but like. <laughs> for, for Black History Month? <laughs> you're an Irish. Yeah. Because you're Irish now. You're a Dugger. You're no, a Dugger. No, I might, I'm, I might have Irish that is occasionally in me, but I am in fact African-American. <laughs> Oh, yeah. getting married. Um, it's supposed to be September of next year. We've pushed the date because I had this wild idea of wanting to get a home, and to me, buying a house and getting married in the same fiscal year. Is Ooh, like oh, yeah. So I'm like, why don't we do one thing first and then do another? But we've both been married before, so neither one of us are in a rush. No, that's smart. Right? It's smart. So, it's smart. When you when you're on a mortgage with somebody, you you you're married. You're married. Right. Then you're married. <laughs> Right. So you, you, the day you um close, just have a party at the house. Mm -hmm. There you go. There you go. And I've entertained the idea. I've seen it happen a lot of like a big party and then people show a video and at the end it's like a the elopement video. And at the end you're yeah. kind of like, surprise, we got married. Yeah. <laughs> not, not gonna lie, I've been thinking about that a lot. So, you should do it. I mean you want. should do it. Kind of you should do it. I think people like a different now yeah yeah I either want something like that or we'll come and be the entertainment mm -hmm. please do we'll actually have it at the long room um oh my because... it's all happening the long room's having a lot of press so <laughs> the long room the long room's happening I I just need to go ahead and come into like a lot of money with a lottery or something because I either want something like that small scale or I want the most obnoxious great Gatsby-esque wedding where people mm. for years will be like, that's right. That yeah. We still have the chandelier favors that she gave us. Like they're just, it was a you like, can that's, both. Yeah. I was like, I want, both small. Small. I want you yeah. to win the lottery, get your dream house and get your dream wedding. Mm -hmm. I want that for you. And then be on Chelsea Handler's podcast one day. Oh yeah. Cause she's on my vision. Oh, oh yeah. I'd like to have a drink with Chelsea. Mm. She's on, she's on my vision board. I've read every single one of her books. I absolutely adore her. Whenever I talk about my coaching or my brand or people, like I always try to tell people I want to be a combination of Tony Robbins and Chelsea Handler. That's, Ooh. that is what I'm aiming for. Cause I cannot take myself seriously to be like, 
so we need to find the thing that fuels and inspires you. I'm just gonna be like, oh, no. my oh, right, like ice baths at 3 a.m. No, I'm going to sit here and be like, why the fuck aren't you doing it? I see that you light up every single time you talk about wanting to play the guitar. So what what, what are we doing? And more importantly, what's yeah. stopping you? And then have it's... this conversation over copious shots of tequila. Yeah. <laughs> so that's, We're, we'll invest. When we win the lottery or when we go big, we'll invest. That, and see sure. that, ladies and gentlemen, and for people listening, that is the power of women in community. Yeah. We want to lift other people, other women up. Do your thing. That sounds like a business plan. We want to be a part. Shark, shark tip. The shark, 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 shark tank for creatives. I like it. Mm -hmm. I, I love you some shark tank. Uh, <laughs> ladies, thank you so much. As for me, everybody, you can find me on my website, Desiree-Simone.com and all, all my socials, Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter, and threads. If people are even still using that at I am D Simone. I cannot thank you enough. Julie, Julia from family, the real family jewels podcast. <laughs> no shade they were best <laughs> but the real family jewels podcast this has been an absolute pleasure and i can't wait to have you ladies back thank, thank you, so you. Much. we'll talk to you soon bye thanks everybody bye